This month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we're going to do something a little different here at Why We Run. We are going to separate the interviews out, so we're going to have one interview this month and (laughs) this week, and then another interview next week. We are going to go ahead and do that from now on to make it more accessible and digestible. I am a firm believer that you, people, when they share their stories, it helps people. So we're have two stories this week and next week about breast cancer journeys, survival, and all the fun decisions that get to be made. And the way running plays a part in all of that too. This is Why We Run. My name is Beth Baker and I interview runners while we're actually running about life, struggles, and well, why we run. We chat and share to the tune of our footsteps, heavy breathing, and our laughter. Lots and lots of laughter. Are you ready? Let's go. Do you ever drop your mic during your sermons? No, because it's the kind that goes around my head. Oh. I look like a rock star. Yeah. Come, yeah. Well, you did. Clearly. It's black. <laughs> About three years ago, no, it was exactly three years ago, um, I went in for a routine um, mammogram, and they found something. Um, and I freaked out. I had to get two biopsies. And then I got the two biopsies, and then they found something else. Um, and then... They found something else, and then they found something else. Uh, Three months went by, and 10 biopsies and 20 mammograms. um, Everything luckily came back clear. I had a lumpectomy, and nothing was found, thank God. But I cannot tell you how scary those three months were. And when I started telling people about what was going on, um, people came out of the woodwork to help support me. And one of them was Karen. Uh, Karen is a pastor. And she's one of my runners, and she's amazing. She's funny. She drinks beer. She cusses. You know, the best pastor ever. And I wanted to interview her for October for the Breast Cancer Awareness um, Month. And um, I'm excited for you to listen to this. Here's Karen. This is so funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hi, Karen. Hi, Bass. How are you? I'm good. Good. What do you do for your jobby job Karen my jobby job yeah I am a pastor in a Presbyterian church and how long have you been doing that for mm, 20 coming up on 21 years oh wow not at the same church the whole time two different places so you can drink now <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a pastor something like that right <laughs> that's exciting yeah it is so when did you start running Hmm. In 2010, how come? Middle age hit pretty hard, <laughs> and boom. Yeah, I was feeling kind of weaker and gaining weight, and just really uncomfortable. Uh-huh. So I started paying better attention to what I ate and started walking. Okay. And after a while of walking, I realized that. If I ran, I would get done either faster or would be able to eat more. Okay. So I started running and it was that whole run a minute, walk five. Yeah. Then run two minutes and walk three. And finally one day I, you know me, I'm very methodical. Uh Uh-huh. So I had this whole sheet of paper, (laughs) an Excel spreadsheet, in fact, of the whole progression and one day I just got sick of it. <laughs> and I screw was this. Like, screw this. I'm just running. 
and I ran for 30 minutes and That's, I was so proud of myself. I couldn't believe it. I love it. Was on my treadmill. Yeah. Took me another few months to work up the nerve to run outside. That uh -huh. scared me. Isn't that funny? Yeah. The outside thing. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. What made you take the leap to do like a half marathon? Well, that took a few years. Uh-huh. So I started thinking about it because I'm not fast, but I really just like going. But then I had the cancer diagnosis and I had, I don't know, eight months of hell. Yeah. And what kind of cancer? Breast. Uh-huh. Um, how old were you? I turned 50 right in the middle of chemo. Okay. So I, I, I ran all the way through, through chemo, ran, then took a break, ran part of the way through radi radiation, all short, you know, right. two, three miles, sometimes one. I had a doctor tell me I shouldn't do it, I should walk. But by then I was hooked. Yeah. And it's sort of hard to be a walker when you want to be a runner. Yeah. And so a year after um, the cancer diagnosis, or a year after, my, actually on my 51st birthday, so a year after the middle of chemo, I ran my first half. Okay. Cried across the finish line. <laughs> Just sobbed. What do you think that was about? Oh, it was, it was a relief. Yeah. It felt like such a huge accomplishment. So the, I am the backstory there is I have been a couch potato pretty much my whole life. Yeah. Reading and drinking coffee or drinking beer is like my thing. Uh -huh. Sitting on my couch, literally. And so to do something like that, to be out there, I think I jog walked the first ones. You know, I'd walk a minute every mile because it takes a while to recover from chemo, um, like a year and a half or more. Um, but it just felt so huge I to do that. And I, I continued to cry across the finish line of the next three or four of them. Or five, I don't know. Did you, did you think the first one was maybe like a... A, a fluke? A yeah. fluke, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because those are hard to fluke. Yeah, and people don't accidentally run half marathons, so I don't know why I would have thought it was a fluke. Yeah. Because it, you can't do that accidentally, really. <laughs> but... But I was hooked. I, yeah. I've done a bunch now and I really love it. And you've done a few marathons, right? Two. Two marathons. Maybe you've done marathons. Plural, yeah. Yes, it's nice to say that. Yeah. <laughs> How was your first one? Mm, it was good. It was the light at the end of the tunnel, which is an excellent one. So uh -huh. call me past to North Bend trail groomed trail um, but I had uh, was under trained and then I got kind of sick before and I had uncontrolled asthma like thing going on so I took it really easy and really slow pace and walked part of the way and just told myself all I wanted to do was finish it and I felt we even had an extraction plan if I fell apart at 20, 20 miles because I'd never run more than that. <laughs> right. And I felt so great Oh wow! at that point that we just I just kept going. No one feels good at 20 miles, by the way, too. I, well, that's what that's my, my husband and daughter were kind of unofficially volunteering at the 20-mile food stop, water stop. And he said, they said after I left, the guy's like, 
people don't look like that when they get here. Yeah. <laughs> she should keep going. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It was really fun. And that was how far after you? Mm, I think that was in 2015. Oh, okay. Might have been. Yeah, I think it was 15. Okay. So maybe a year and a half. Did you cry after that? No, that one I was Isn't just... Isn't that funny? Happy. Yeah. Happy, happy. So when you're in your cancer throes, when did you get out of running? Uh, it helped me feel strong when a bunch of the crap I was going through was making me feel so weak. You know, there were days I'd walk my daughter to the bus stop. She was in um, kindergarten and first grade kind of overlapping the right. end of one and the beginning of the other. And when did you, how old was you and you adopted her? How old was I or her? Her. She was three. Okay. Um, there's some days I'd walk out of the bus stop two blocks away and come back and take a nap because I was so tired. Wow. So to be able to get out and run a little bit a few days a week just made me feel like like I was strong. Yeah. And I look in more in control too. Um, maybe, yeah. I mean, that's kind of why, part of why I do it now. Yeah. Is there's not much I can do to prevent a reoccurrence. Yeah. There's just, you know, eat kind of well, keep my weight in order and exercise. So I, those are the things I can do, so I kind of do them. Okay. <laughs> but running keeps me sane in so many ways. Yeah. So I'd been running for about maybe six months when I first had the first abnormal um, breast cell issue and we thought that was resolved and then a year later is when we got the a whole no, year? yeah wow this is not good kind of conversation yeah and so I've been thinking starting to think about doing a half at that point so maybe a year into running year and a half into running but obviously wasn't going to be able to do that during treatment and there was a long time, months, before we really knew what we were dealing with. God, was that, nerve, was that nerve wracking? Oh my gosh. Yeah. There were, you know, you just don't know. And, and it seemed like every decision was a, well, we'll see. you could do this or you could do that. You could have chemo or not. God. You could have more surgery or not. You could have radiation or not. And it was like all thrown on us. I always refer to it as, not always, but often refer to it as us. Because it happened to my family, not just me. Yeah, yeah. But obviously it was my body. Yeah. But we just kept deciding in favor of whatever seemed like gave me the better chance of living longer. Okay. Um, so... So there was, there were a few months where it was just really hard decisions having to be made and stuff. So that's when the running really helped the most well, because uh, I was so stressed. Yeah. Um, Did you make some decisions on those runs? I don't remember if I made them on the runs. Huh. Actually, you know, so the thing I like about running and the thing I like about running distance is it's boring. So it takes a mile or so for me to work through the, I'm cold, I hurt, I can't do this. Yeah. You know, all those little 
voices that say things to me that are lies. Um, and after that, I get kind of in this zone. And if I'm running with friends or the you know running group, I chat with people a little bit and kind of listen to their conversations. But if I'm running by myself, I just kind of go empty in a good way. Yeah. In a, I stop worrying about things way. Numb. And, mm, or, no, not numb. Okay. Uh, more peaceful. Oh, okay. Um, more just like I'm alive and my body is doing this thing and my brain gets into this rhythm and it's just really peaceful. Oh, wow. And then 22 miles later, it hurts. Right. But, you know, I don't do those very often. So. Yeah. And then how, how was it? Because you had a mastectomy. Yes. How was it running afterwards? How was that body? That was hard, too. How come? Um, well, running clothes in the summer are fairly revealing. Uh-huh. And so it's, you know, kind of boobs are a big deal in our culture. Yeah. And I don't have one of them. Yeah. And so my body is lopsided and I'm self-conscious about it. And Are I'm you just, really? Oh, yeah. You seem so confident. Uh, well, I tell myself to be. Yeah, that's helpful. Um, <laughs> I tell myself to be. I tell myself that my worth is not in any way related to the missing body part. Yeah. And my... My daughter's worth should not be about what she looks like. Yeah. And so I try to model that. I love her. I try to act like I don't feel embarrassed. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You fake it really well, Karen. Well, it's now it's getting to be a habit, and yeah. now I don't think about it as much. Yeah. But those first couple of years really? were tough, yeah. There was, you think, growing up in Southern California? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, even watching television and advertising and... Yeah. You know, we sell cars with boobs. We sell right. cigarettes with... Well, we don't have cigarette ads on TV anymore, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like they're... They're everywhere. Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's funny, those decades and decades of messaging. Yeah. Huh. Yep. And it's just the body part. It's just... And you, you don't... don't you don't, you don't need, need it. It, it has... Unless you're, you know, nursing a child, yeah, it has absolutely no function whatsoever. Right. If breast cancer would stay in your breast, yeah, it would never kill you. Yeah. The problem is it goes other places. Do you remember any earth-shattering runs when you were in the throes of your cancer that helped you out? Or well, I used to run here a lot, Green Lake, because it's flat and close to my house. <laughs> Yeah, relatively. And, you know, I remember crying as I was running around the lake trying to figure out what to do. Um, I don't remember a specific run, but I, I do remember one weekday afternoon, I just could not focus. I was supposed to be doing work stuff, could not wrap my head around it. So I came down here and went for a run and ran into a parishioner. So, you know, middle of the afternoon, I'm supposed to be doing churchy stuff. Right. But uh, chatted with her a little bit, but she was in the middle of cancer treatment as well. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Oh, how funny. Yeah, and she knew that I was in the, in the throes of having to figure this all out. Yeah. So, she got it. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> and I, you know, it's, I got why she was out here. It's a club, right? Yeah, it's a club nobody wants to be in. But right. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to say about running or why you do it? You can think of. Oh, I think for me the methodical thing is huge. I have to have a plan yeah. each week, or okay, or I just will tell myself I don't feel like it and I won't do it. Yeah, but I don't think I've ever gone on a run, even like around the block. I don't think I've ever gone on a run I regretted that I wished I hadn't done. <laughs> I think they're all—that's the joke. They all end up being good. Yeah. That's pretty good stuff. Thank yeah. you, Karen. Thanks, Beth. See, it wasn't so bad, right? Oh, well, we'll see when you publish it. <laughs> it's just so vulnerable. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll have another episode next week on Saturday from another great, amazing breast cancer survivor. And if you could do me a solid and rate, review, and share this on the podcast app, that would be fantastic. You can also follow along and contact me at why we run number two on Twitter and Instagram. I will see you next week. Have a great weekend, week, all the things. Bye.